Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Rohn is a big week of fantasy baseball. Big weekend ahead of us. A lot of guys being called up, including... Craig Biggio's son. Yeah, we thought last week was the big wave of wire, and it was. It's not going to be the same this weekend, but we are seeing more prospects get called up. Do you like Kevin Biggio? I mean, how much, how much would you spend on him? Um, I think I would spend maybe 10 15%. Again, it depends what you need, but I think I would take a shot because I think he's going to be up here to play, and he could play different positions. Though I think they'll use him all over. You think he's up there to stick is what you mean, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't see why the Blue Jays would call him up just to set him down unless he has a, a, a period where he just struggles badly like a Cardi key boom. All right, what about a guy like, like Josh Naylor? He's another guy that's being called up he, he, for, the, for the Padres. Was he just being called up because they need a DH this weekend? That's my guess. They have two straight series against the American League, so they can put him out there, see how he does, and then they could either send him down and call him back up in a month or two or uh, maybe they just want to get him up for this series and give him a shot. Here's the name of a guy who people are actually uh, talking a lot about, Kevin Cron. And, you know, coming up for the Diamondbacks, his numbers have been outstanding this year. But, you know, Christian Walker hasn't been that bad, has he? I mean, they're talking about giving Cron spot starts and pinch hits, but, I mean, the guy's killing the ball in AAA. Why not just make him your starter? Uh, Walker has been bad. Lately, got off to a good start, but he's really struggling. So I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing him up. I think he'll get some opportunity to play some first base. So I think he has a better chance to stick around. Uh, but he would be number two behind Biggio for me. Can you go all in on Cron? I know you said he'd be number two behind Biggio. But, I mean, let's say you need power. Like a lot of the guys need power now. Can you go in on Cron? Or what happens if Walker decides to heat up for the next couple of weeks? Did you just pay, you know, a 20% for a pinch hitter? Well, that's what you, you have to make the judgment for yourself. I mean, we've seen it with some of these guys that were already bid on for a lot of fab earlier this year who were just not doing it. Cole Tucker, we saw Kiboom. Nate Lowe. So Riley obviously has worked out, and that's why he was the one that people spent the most money on last week because he came up, hit for power immediately, and we all knew if he does, they're going to keep him there. They'll find a way, uh, whether it's the outfield or third base. Uh, we knew there were some question marks about Calhoun, but he got hurt. That's just unfortunate. Uh, Mercado obviously has been playing every day after it looked like they were only going to put him on the short side of a platoon. So you know, it's always, it's always a risk with some of these guys. And the, the playing time is never guaranteed for any of them. And it comes down to where you are in the standings, how much money you have, do you need the spot. You know, you got to take risk. And sometimes the risk is going to backfire. You know, it'll happen. You spent money on Nate Lowe and he gets sent down. You know, it didn't work out. And maybe he gets called up in another month and 
has a great final three months. So there's risk with all these guys because you just don't know how they're going to perform when they come up. Well, I think a lot of people get gun shy, right? You go bid on Nate Lowe, maybe you bid, I don't know, let's say 80 bucks out of a thousand. You're like, you take a chance. Then the guy is putrid. And then the next guy who comes up, maybe you're afraid to bid the net, but you can't think of it that way. You got to look at it individually. Yeah, you, you can't be scared if you, you got to take risk. And again, if you go look at the fab budgets right now, they're low. I mean, in my NFBC auction, there's three teams in the top four who have $110 or fewer. So I think in a lot of leagues now, you're going to see the prices go down and uh, you got to look and see who has money left and then decide how much to bid from there because you're not going to have to spend $400 anymore on a guy like Austin Riley, who many people went that high last week. I mean, I think... There was a lot of bids in the three to 400 range. I just don't think a lot of people have that much money left, so you won't have to bid as much. All right. Are there any other guys out there that we're missing? Like Cron, we mentioned Biggio. Are there any other names that you think might be heavily bid on this weekend? Uh, if he's still out there, even though he had a bad rehab start yesterday, I think Jimmy Nelson is a guy that people might be looking to. Uh, I think J.D. Davis is a good ad. I added him last week, and obviously with all the injuries that the Mets have, he's going to play every day. You know, He's probably going to play mostly in the outfield, and uh, he's got a good bat. He's got some power, so I think he's a name that you can look at, too, on the waiver wire. Ryan Yarborough, who just came up for the Rays and pitched yesterday, had a good outing. It sucks because, like, last week, and I was speculating. I'm like, I think Yarborough's going to come up, but they never made the official – call so i'm like yeah i can't i can't risk it because in some of these leagues it's week to week i I can't stash just because of where i'm in the standings and the injuries i have on my bench and of course he came up and he was good i mean obviously scott olberg's going to be bid on heavily because he's going to close for the rockies now that wade davis is on the injured list although i have some reservations whether he can get it done but look everyone needs saves and you got to take a shot as long as you don't spend a crazy amount of your budget on him I think Scott Kingery's another guy who's been getting some playing time that you could look at. So uh, in the more deeper leagues, there's just not as much, especially on the pitching side. Uh, and then keep an eye and see what the Phillies do. It's either going to be Nick Pavetta or Vince Velasquez on Tuesday. And uh, Pavetta's still walking guys in the minor leagues, but we know he has the ability to put up really good numbers. Uh, so that's a guy I look at. And uh, Luis Rengifo from the Angels as well with Anderson Simmons uh, out with that ankle sprain. I know he hasn't been great so far in the majors, uh, but he's got some speed, and uh, everyone is in need of speed. It's funny you mentioned Rengifo because I picked him up. I think it was in labor, hoping to get some cheap steals. He did nothing for me. And that was, you know, I only went in a couple, uh, you know, a couple dollars, but still, you know, that was a guy that didn't pan out. The names we're not hearing, though, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, these are Dylan Cease. These are like the three big names to me. My big question here, maybe this is for myself and for you and for everybody else out there, how much do you go in on these other guys because you got to have that bid on Alvarez and Tucker because, man, those guys are, are, are hitting and you, you want to get a, have an opportunity to get them. So how much money do you need to leave for those guys or do you not play that way? I think it's tough to play that way. I mean, obviously, you saw guys last week didn't play that way. You can't because you don't know when these guys are getting called up. You know, it could be another month. It could be two months. Uh, you know, the thing with Alvarez – as great as he's been, Tucker's been just as good the last two weeks, and Tucker's on the 40-man roster. Alvarez isn't. So that gives a slight advantage to Tucker getting the call beforehand. 
Cease, I don't think he's going to be up anytime soon. Why would the White Sox bring him up? They're not in contention, so there's no need to do it. The Astros, it's different. Uh, and a lot could also depend on George Springer. So maybe you wait and see if Springer's back in the lineup today. If he's not, then that maybe means, okay, one of these guys could get the call. But uh, in the NFBC, those guys are not available yet, obviously. In a lot of other leagues, though, I've seen Alvarez and Tucker already picked up. You know, people picked them up the last few weeks spending, you know, a few bucks and stashing them. And that's obviously the way to do it. Uh, but with, if you know, hopefully in those leagues you have injured list spots uh, for you guys that are injured. I mean, you're the, you're the Astros, right? You're Jeff Luno. What do you do with Josh Reddick and Marisnik and the Tyler Whites? I mean, they haven't performed poorly, but they're not Alvarez and Tucker. But, I mean, can you just replace veterans like that, or do you just really have to wait for uh, an injury to occur? Reddick's hit. Marisnik's hit. White really hasn't. He finally hit his first home run. But the Astros are winning. So, you know, they don't need to make a drastic move at this point. Uh, so that's probably why. I mean, I know everyone wants to see these guys up, but they're winning. And the, the guys they have on the team right now are performing. You know, El Tuve goes down, you're bringing in a Miss Diaz, and he's been fine. Uh, and El Tuve should be back potentially this weekend, so that'll help the lineup. So uh, I don't know when they're going to bring him up. Yeah, I don't know. You know, to me, it's like <laughs> – it's that impulsive bid, and I'm not saying any of these guys are impulsive bids, but the guy I want is Tucker Alvarez. That's the guy I want, but I don't want to miss out. I don't want to bid, you know, not enough on Biggio or not enough on Cron. It's waiting for the next guy and then lose out on that. I think, you know, we talk, you and I talk about this a lot. There's an art to fab, and, you know, it's just hard to... For some reason, I feel like football fab is easier to me than baseball because there's fewer weeks, and I know what I need to do in 13 weeks. We're here. I need to keep money all season. Yeah, I mean, in football, it's easier to go 25 30% because you do have less time. Uh, it is 13 weeks. So with baseball, if you do that in one week, now you got to really be diligent in the way you distribute your fab. and. You're going to see it from a lot of teams, uh, you know, in the leagues I'm in. And I look at the fab budgets left. I'm like, damn, I know in the great fantasy baseball invitational in the league I'm in, I have the most fab left. I got like seven something. So I haven't been able to get any of the top guys. And, you know, I'm in contention near the top. I mean, the biggest problem for me is saves. I really only have one closer and it's Steve Ciszek. I'm dead last in saves and it's killing me in the overall. So, you know, if a closer comes out, that'll be what I'll be looking at. But if you win your, if you win your league. Will you feel good about that, or you really want to compete for the overall? How do you I'll, feel? I'll feel? I'll feel good if I win my league. I'm playing in the Champions League, where all the teams that won their championship last year in their league. It's good competition. I mean, these guys are good. I mean, it's. I think we have like a ton of people in the top 50 in the overall, so it's a real competitive league. I mean, only one person can win the overall. You know, it's tough to do. So if I win the league, yeah, I'll be happy. No, no. I mean, but when you play in a league like that, so I, I always say it for people, it depends. Like when I'm playing in the online championship, I'm playing to win the whole thing. When I'm playing in the world championship, I'm playing to get out of my, get the 10 G's and dominate. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Right? Because I just feel like I can take more chances in one league than I can versus another. Do you feel similarly in baseball? Um... I mean, look, uh, of course, you always want to win the overall if you can't. But then you got to kind of look and see, okay, is this team good enough? And if it's not, then you just say, okay, well, it's not strong enough, so uh, I'll, I'll take winning my league because it's a nice league prize there too, and it's still an accomplishment. Will you chase saves with Scott Oberg, or how, how will you approach the closer thing, or do you just try to nickel and dime your way through it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just so low in that area. So I will put a bid on him, but not a lot because you know, he, he might only be the closer for two weeks. He might not keep the job. He might damage my ratios. So, you know, because that's the thing is he's not closing the rest of the year. So you're paying for two to three weeks, which could be one save. It could be three. It could be four. It could be none. So it's not like he has the job the rest of the year. It's a lot different if I knew, okay, this guy got hurt. He's taking over. There's a good chance he gets saves for the next four months. It's not what we're talking about here. All right, let me talk about a guy who I would say very few people had in mixed leagues when the season started, but all of a sudden, Lucas Giolito is really turning it on. I mean, how could, could we have seen that? I mean, looking back on it, you know how you and I talked about drafts, like, we should have had that. I could have had that guy. Did you see where Lucas Giolito was going to be this good? Not this good, but there's a pedigree here. This guy was a top prospect, so I did pick him up in two leagues. I picked him up in the NFBC auction, and I picked him up in the GST league probably about three weeks ago uh, because I saw the velocity was up, and I saw his changeup was working very well. So I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot now uh, before – you can't wait till this point. I mean, everyone sees what he did last night, and he still might be sitting out there in some 10 or 12-team leagues, 15 leagues he's long gone, but this is a guy that has a pedigree, man. He was a top prospect uh, for the Nationals, and he's 24 years old now. He was the 16th overall pick in 2012. You never want to give up on guys like that because you know that there's a reason why they were a top prospect, and he obviously – hadn't figured it out. I mean, his strikeout rate was terrible last year. The walk rate was high. But sometimes it just takes a little time for the guy to put it together. And the velocity is up on his fastball and his changeup has become more effective. So before the year, was I interested? No, because there was nothing there. But early in the year, you could see something changed a little bit. And uh, that's why I picked him up probably, I don't know, end of April. Right. And I think people, I don't think people should be angry at themselves for not drafting him. I I would agree with that. But I think that the great ones are on him two weeks before everybody else is. Right. Two weeks before his great start, you've got to be on, you've got to see, you've got to see that the the signs are there of improvement. So how can people, what, what do you look for? Are you looking for just, you know, he's throwing 94 instead of 92? I mean, are there specific things? And how do you look? How could people be Adam Ronis and find this out? You're looking for a change in picks, mix, increase in velocity. You know, I've talked about Frankie Montas in the spring. I saw he was throwing a splitter. I'm like, okay, this looks pretty good. His velocity was up. You add that splitter to his fastball, and you're like, you know, this could work. And, you know, because if you look at his numbers last year, not enough strikeouts. But I saw that change in the spring, and then first week of Fab in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, I picked him up for nothing because he hadn't pitched. He hadn't pitched yet, so I'm like, all right, let me get him now for a few bucks, put him on the roster, and we'll see how it goes the first couple weeks. He's been in my lineup pretty much every week, and he's been dominant. I mean, he's got one of the best ERAs in baseball. So, you know, you really, a lot of times when you see pitchers change, it's because they've added a new pitch, they've increased velocity. Those are, you know, two of the telltale signs on why you see a pitcher turn around. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that had Giolito on the bench this week because he was going against Houston. I didn't. I don't care, man. Um, I, you know, people were looking, oh, well, he went against Cleveland. He went against Toronto. He had a solid start against Boston on May 2nd. Five innings, seven hits, three runs, uh, two walks, seven Ks. Not great, but that's Boston. And, you know, to me, uh, that showed that he confidence in his ability, you know, like you know, to go against Boston and have that solid start. Cause you know, his first three starts of the year were, were not great. I mean, his first one against Kansas city was excellent. 
Then he struggled against Seattle, which was obviously hitting well at the time in the Yankees. But uh, there was probably a lot of people who had G Little on the bench this week, and uh, I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to keep him in there. And you know, he one of my best start of the year. One of my least favorite things is when a guy pitches well, like on a Thursday, and you think you can get him cheaply, but you can't anymore because the guy has such a good outing that everybody knows it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what his ownership is. He, I guess he's available in 12-team leagues. He's, there's no way he's available in 15-team leagues. I'd be stunned. I think he's probably available in maybe 30, 30% of leagues. I, I'd be shocked because I think people were not uh, con- converts, but now they might be. All right, we will talk more fantasy baseball. We'll throw a little basketball in, maybe a little football in. We've got the night slate. We have a lot to cover. We're full-time fantasy. I'm Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronis, and we'll continue right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community with won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back in with full-time fantasy. Find us at fulltimefantasy.com. And uh, we're starting our drafts there on us, right? A lot of drafts have been happening. Have you been paying close attention to these drafts yet? Not really. Me either. I felt like I'm, I'm getting close. Uh, are you excited? I'm kind of excited about that new league that we're doing next week. I'm not excited about partnering with you, by the way. Nah, trust me, I'm not excited about that either. <laughs> the last time we partnered, it didn't go so well. <laughs> yeah, that was like seven years ago, though. Right? I know. Maybe maybe every seven years we're better. I don't know. I like, this doesn't gi- go well. I think yeah. we had a bunch of Giants on our team. <laughs> didn't we? Like, Yeah, we, we had like, yeah. way too many Giants. We were all in on the Giants. Never a good idea to be all in on a Giant offense, Adam. No, certainly not. I mean, at times there have been, but uh, yeah, that year wasn't a good one. Yeah, we're, we're coming back, right? We, 
Yeah, I feel ready. Have you looked at the rules closely? Because I still haven't yet. I glanced at them. They're very wacky, man. You get points per rushing attempt. I think it's five for a touchdown. <laughs> it's crazy, man. The guy takes some water on the side. He gets minus two. I mean, is it is it just like ridiculous, Taz, Taz scoring? Yeah, and Taz has been known to do this. I played in a league with him for years called Utter Chaos. And it was, to be honest, it was fun. I think because I got a hang of the scoring because you would start like two defensive ends two defensive tackles, three linebackers, and the scoring for each position was different. So he waited. So basically it was kind of even, you know, because you'd be like, oh, I don't want to take a tight end here, but damn, they get two and a half points per reception. And the elite tight ends are better than the receivers, you know? So I think he likes to just switch it up, uh, especially with people in the industry and analysts because he figures, all right, you know, let's make it more challenging. But on the flip side, some people will probably be like, oh, I never play in a league like this. Uh, you know, how does this scoring help the person listening, the reader? So, I mean, I see both sides to it because people are going to see the draft board and be like, you guys say to wait on quarterbacks and there's five in the first round. Well, we start, <laughs> will be. well, we start two. That's why. <laughs> uh, and, so, you know, and I think those leagues are going to become a little bit more popular, I think. Not a lot. They're not a lot. Honestly, look, I've been doing this long enough that you and I think certain things are popular. Flex leagues are popular with like people who listen to our show, but not the regular gen pop, dude. Uh, you're probably right, but are we going to get to a point, though? Because it's common now in most leagues where... How many people don't even play in PPR leagues? I mean, how many people like, Dr. Roto, 12-team standard? I'm like, oh, God, seriously? Like, I, I, I thought everybody's in PPR, but they're not. No, they're not. Although, what was it? Is it NFL.com is changing theirs to PPR? There was a one big site recently I saw that said they're... I thought Yahoo was. Yahoo. But didn't are Brad they... Evans make a point about that? Okay, I think NFL.com might have too, but I think you're starting to see that a little bit more. It's just that it's so easy to wait on a quarterback in a one-quarterback league. Uh, it's just too simple. I mean, really, there, it's not even a strategy anymore. It's, like, easy. So a tight end, by the way, if he gets a first down, oh. he gets a half a point for a first down, and then he gets 1.5 for every reception. And then uh, let's see here. It's a little wack wackadoo. Uh, it's, it's all over the place. Oh, uh, if a wide receiver rushes it, he gets two points. I mean, I don't you, rush you attempts. One point five points are rushable. So Curtis Samuel could get you four and a half points for rushing. Yeah, you really need to plug this into like an optimizer or an algorithm to really get it. You can't do this off the top of your head. You oh. just can't. Oh my god! It's like a, <laughs> I need I need an advanced degree to figure this out. Whatever happened to just simplicity? There's a simplicity. There's a beauty in in fantasy football. Six points for a touchdown, four for a quarterback. You know the the yardage. We all know it. Boom! Let's go. Do do a draft. Not, We're gonna not, look like buffoons here. No, nah, we won't look like buffoons. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll have to figure it out somehow. We'll take the entire weekend to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever. I just, I'll tell you this in a super flex league, I'm not going with Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton. That was my plan. Lose. We're losing. I don't think, look, is it? You're losing. You're not Trust losing. Trust me. What if, the, what if the rest of your team is stacked, man? It's not going to happen that way. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what I want to do. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> It's just not going to happen that way. How, you know how stacked you'd have to be? Because those two guys are going to be gone. As bad as they are, by round six, they're gone. Yeah. 
So how stacked can you really be in the first four rounds? Because it's not a super flex. You have to start two quarterbacks. Right, right. right. So super flex, at least you could argue that there's different ways to go about it. Here, because you have to start two quarterbacks, I would be, be, I mean, if Joe Flacco is still there by round six, I'm going to be shocked. And he stinks. Yeah, because some people will start taking the third quarterback by that point. Right, right. Which skews it as well. Yeah, well, that's what makes it interesting. Plus, you have the different scoring format. You know, tight ends are going to get a boost, it looks like. But I think uh, what you got to do is, you know, you look at last year's numbers in this scoring system, and it'll give you an idea of how the positions are balanced out. So what would you go to, stats? Yeah, I didn't go to yet. But, yeah, if you go to just look at stats, and it'll, it should give you the points for last year based on this scoring system. All right, the top. 500 players. Patrick Mahomes was number one. That's shocking. I know. Saquon was two, but Travis Kelsey was eight. And he won't go in the first round of this, I don't think. Well, then again, I don't know. I think he will. Zach Ertz was 10. George Kittle was 16. The first receiver was Tyree Kill, who may not, who knows when that guy's going. But after that, DeAndre Hopkins was number 13. Matt Ryan was more valuable in this ridiculous league than DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. <laughs> well, how is that good? Seriously, I love well, Jim. I love. I love. Well, Jim quarterbacks. Day, but he's, got a, he's a little nutso. Quarterbacks usually are going to always score more points than every position anyway. I know, but in what in what plan and what planet would Matt Ryan go before DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, possibly this league. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he will though. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I don't know how people think, man, in this league. Who knows? It, that's why I guess it's kind of wild and why he likes to do it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a wild draft. I don't need Joe this. Flacco is the number 140th player in this draft. And you said he had no value. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's like round 12. So it's a 12-team league. How many quarterbacks do you think go in the first? Remember, these are industry people. They wait on quarterbacks. I say. Oh, I say. Well, let's see. Mahomes for sure, right? According, would luck does luck go? If you're going to take one, yeah. Does Ben go? No. Does Drew Brees or Goff or Aaron Rodgers go? Maybe right. I think it might only be three to four. Deshaun Watson. Pot, yeah. I would oh. take Deshaun Watson in the first round. He averaged 19.2 per game in this format. Yeah. That's the other thing, yeah. Sorted by average. Right. Gurley was top by average. We know he's not going. Todd Gurley's not going. going I don't even know if he goes in the first round of this league. Uh, I don't think he will. McCaffrey was 27.4. Kamara, 26.7. Zeke, 26.7. All right, so there's still value. So you you have pick one through four. Are you taking the four running backs, or do you take Mahomes? Uh, I got to look at the starting line. I'm not going to take Mahomes. I, I know that. All right. What if I want to take Mahomes? We're going to fight about <laughs> <it. laughs> Then I guess we'll see who clicks submit first. Exactly. Probation. To the- <laughs> we'll be arguing in the chat room. They'll be like, guys, these guys don't get along at all. They hate each other's picks. Easy. And then we win the league. It's psychology. Right. See what well, right after the each round that you pick a guy, I'll be like, I hate your pick, and then you'll do the same yeah, we'll for just Mike. Say, like, oh, this round was Doc. What a terrible selection. I hate this team already. There's no chemistry here. And they'd be like, Oh, okay, well, we got one team that we can eliminate, and then we win the league. Like, guys, we were just messing with you, man. 
I think the first four, I'm not taking a running. I'm not taking a quarterback. But if I had pick five onward, I might. Yeah, so you're saying get the running back early in the top four. Because you got well, to start. Well, Sa- Saquon, right? Uh, Kamara, Zeke, and McCaffrey, right? right? And after that, I'm willing. I, I Then I'm open to a quarterback. Okay, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Because, look, you have to start two. So it's two start, two quarterbacks, three running backs, four receivers, two tight ends, and two flux. Right, that's crazy. I want to be starting like... Oh, so you have to start two tight ends, too. Yeah, that's ridiculous, wow. too. See, but that's where the strategy comes in. It's like, all right, because do you really want to take a quarterback and a tight end in the first two rounds? No, you don't You don't want to do that, right? It's kind of ballsy, though. If you, if you pick 12 and you took... I don't think he'll be and, there. Right. If you took Luck and Kelsey, it's interesting. It is. I mean, most people wouldn't do it. And you know what? You'll be laughed at a Twitter for years if you did that. Well, who cares about that? They don't know the format of the If they understood the format of the league, they might say, okay, fine. Right. But think about it. So when you do that, you don't have to take – you can wait on your second tight end for a while. A long while. A long while. Yeah. And, and then – with the quarterback, obviously, you would get a second one maybe round, depending on the flow of the draft and where you pick. Three, maybe. four. Yeah. And then you really just kind of have to hit on running backs and receivers, which is possible. And there's no And there's no defense and kickers in this league, so it's like a Scott Fishball. Right. And it's uh, 24 rounds. And it's baseball. Yeah, we're going yeah, to be picking, like, guys' guys, children. Uh, oh, yeah, because we do the – for the best ball, we do have this many rounds, but we also have kickers and defense. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this guy's crazy. You're going to be picking, like, the eighth receiver on the Bills who you don't even know his name. Jason Kroom is going to be, like, your fourth tight end, dude. Well, this is good. This gets us to research <laughs> the depth charts that we forgot about. We're like, wait a second. Who's the eighth receiver on the Falcons? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's take him. Right. I'm actually happy getting Justin Hardy here in, like, round 19. <laughs> I mean, that's for <laughs> – there's just something very, very wrong. <laughs> uh, all right, but I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I just wanted to share that with you. What does yeah, this draft so start at? I, Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Is there? Okay. Let me see. Is there a draft? I don't even think that's the draft order yet. No, either. it's not. They're redoing it. Maybe Jim will hear it and give us pick five. Probably. He'll screw us. This guy doesn't like us. That's nah. true. Uh, starts on Tuesday. All right. Hopefully not too early because we won't well, be awake. It, yeah, if it starts <laughs> early, I'll be sleeping. I can tell you that. I'll just pick what I want. For this I mean, I, I, no, I, I wake up like 7, 8, and I look at the clock. I'm like, what? Go back to sleep or kind of just rest. So, you know, just not not a morning person. Uh, you used to be, Ronis. You used to be on the radio in the morning. Yeah, well, I was for, not forced, but I'm saying I had to do it. <laughs> you were forced. No, but I'm point. saying like I had to do it because there was a radio show to be done. You know, it's not like. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna wake up early today, and uh... it's hard to it's hard to look at these numbers though. Like Nick Chubb was only the 53rd guy, but you he know, didn't Beckham start. was 52, but he didn't start. Right, that's Be- what I'm saying. Beckham so so it's time. skewed. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Baker Mayfield's number 47. I take Baker Mayfield in the, in the first round. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. In the first round? Oh yes, I would. In a two quarterback league that I have to play, and you don't think Baker Mayfield is a top four quarterback? Uh, top four? I don't know, man. I, I'm a little worried that, that he – well, first of Dude. all, okay, Here, here's the thing. Remember when they got better? He didn't throw the ball as much. They, because they, they were didn't playing have Beckham. They didn't have Beckham. 
Okay. You, and... you have the you have the great you have the greatest single weapon in all of football with Jarvis Landry and Njoku and Callaway and Chubb. I, I think I think Baker Mayfield's a first round pick in a league like this. Maybe not in our normal leagues, but in this league, you're picking eleven or twelve. You can't ignore him. I think he's better than Andrew Luck. Really? Really? I'd take Luck over him. I take Mayfield. See, we're already are we, for, getting are, we a good start. are we forgetting like how good Andrew Luck is all of a sudden? Are you forgetting how good Baker Mayfield is? He is very good, but like I, I think people are like going crazy with the Browns. Man, I feel like they're gonna let everyone down. Everyone's penciling him like an AFC contender. What have they ever won? No, but but Baker Mayfield's a winner, dude. There's a difference. He is, like in, but in years, do you past, know how many touchdowns Andrew Luck threw last year? Off the top of my head, absolutely not. What would you guess? Thirty-two. Thirty-nine. So okay. you think Baker Mayfield's throwing 39 this year? And Andrew Luck has a 40-touchdown season as well in 2014. I think Baker Mayfield throws at least 35 to 40 this year, yes. And what is Luck going to do? He's going to throw 35 to 40. Okay, so... But I think Mayfield might have more yards per week, and he runs because Luck doesn't run anymore. Not that no. I would say Mayfield's f- fast, but he does, you know, he's elusive. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would take Luck. Luck proved have you looked at the receiver? Have you looked at his receivers? Did, Devin okay. Funches? Did you see his receivers last year? He threw 39 with the receivers he had last year. I know, but don't you they think they Paris want to run Campbell. the ball more? Don't you they think added, they want to run the ball more to Marlon with, Mack? <laughs> how much more? You don't think the Browns want to run the ball with Nick Chubb, who was great last year? Not when you have Beckham, who's going to demand the ball. See, that's the difference. Beckham demands the ball. Oh, that's one receiver, though. Okay, that's one receiver. And Landry, these guys are, like, really annoying. If these guys don't get, like, 18 targets between the two of them, do you know what they're going to do in that huddle? Okay, so then that does not concern you. You're saying this now. You don't think that can disrupt team chemistry and possibly bring that team down? You know, no, because I think those two guys really are good. I, I would agree with you mo- most time, yes. But in this case, they really are. They deserve that football ten times. That's why. That's why Shermer could be the worst coach in the NFL history. He may rival Jeff Fisher for incompetence. When you have Odell Beckham Jr., how do you not feed him the football? I know he should have gotten the ball more. You, I mean, Look, you gotta give the guy the ball. And Jarvis Landry too. Jarvis Landry goes into Adam Gase's office and says, "Feed me." G- Gase says, "Get out of here, you jerk." I mean, come on. Look, I'm not trying to diminish Baker Mayfield because I like him but I'd take luck over him and I do and I'm just a little concerned. You take Aaron Rodgers over him? Because Aaron uh, Rodgers does not have great weapons. Well he's, he's got Adams at least. And, well Adams is a star but I'm just right. saying I mean in general you would, you would argue that Cleveland has way better weapons than the Green Bay Packers. They do. I mean Rodgers was also a little banged up last year too. He was very banged up. Yeah and he still had you know 25 and 2. And I also, look at these numbers. Also, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking hate, Baker over. He also hated McCarthy. Hated McCarthy. <laughs> I'm taking Baker over Ben. I'm taking him over Ryan. Well, I'm taking over him over Goff over, and Breeze. Over ben, it, ben is easy to take him over. Breeze is easy. Goff, you know, I think I think he's... So we'll say Mahomes, take, Luck, Baker, Rogers, top four guys. I'd take Watson over Baker. Oh, he's got two bad outside of Hopkins and Fuller, who's Fuller always hurt. And, Fuller's always hurt. And Kiki, Kiki's gonna. Who's always hurt, day, bro? Kiki, I love Kiki, but dude, that hamstring has got to be chopped meat by this point. Well, like no, Kiki. it's he's had time to rest. Yeah, he gets a little twinge. But she's gone. See, nah. that's the problem when you when you have speed receivers. Oh, so like wait that. a second. Wait a second, Doc. Hold up. And I like so Watson. You, 
You're you're gonna tell me that you're worried about Kiki, and then you're you forgot about Beckham's injury history. When is Beckham showing that he's a model of health? He's <laughs> better than Kiki. I'm not I, well talent wise, yes. But if you're gonna bring up injury history, how no, are you gonna no, tell look, me that? I, I, I love Deshaun. Watson. I have a Deshaun Watson jersey. You know that I'm a Deshaun. Beckham's Watson been in fan. the league five years. How many years has he played? Sixteen. Zero. One. Was oh I thought it was the zero. Yeah. One in 2016. <laughs> So I don't know, I, but I will say good, this: it's a I don't good, trust good Bill O'Brien. I don't trust Bill O'Brien as much as I trust Freddie Kitchens. I'll tell you that right now. Bill O'Brien Come stinks. On, you like Watson, man? Don't back. I out do on your like guy, Watson. Man. I love Watson. I love and he Watson, run, and he, dude. And I won a lot of money too. with Watson. Wait oh, a second, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. I love him. Remember the scoring? Him. Isn't there points per rushing attempts? Right. Oh, I got to check. Right. Then how yeah. come he missed games last year? That's why he was low, right? Uh, Watson, did he miss? Yeah, he no. Did, did he miss any games? He didn't. He was wasn't he injured? He I games. don't know. He was a little banged up, I think, for a minute. Did he? He played sixteen games. No, he just he had ninety nine rushing attempts. That's gonna matter in this if you, if the quarterbacks get points per rushing attempt. All right, but he was the only twenty six player overall. Ben Roth. Who cares? That was last better. year. That was last year. That's a good point. Good point. All right, the night slate in baseball. Right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free Risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. All right, we're back. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to 1000 bucks? Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID. And you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. Thousand dollars in addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept, where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Patriots minus three and they cover the spread by seven, you get seven times your stake. That's PointBets.com 
pointsbet.com backslash grid. Promo code is grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. That is a good deal, Adam Ronis. But let's get to uh, the night in baseball. And uh, I'm definitely playing DFS tonight, Ronis. Just want to throw that out there. All right, the Dodgers against the Pirates. Walker Bueller against Steven brought the primary. Do we like Bueller tonight? Yeah, it's a good spot. I mean, Pirates hit a little bit uh, yesterday. They did, but they had the good pitching matchup. But uh, yeah, I think you could take a look at Bueller. But uh, I haven't seen his price. I'm sure it's pretty pricey. So that's the one thing that might hold me back. So you're saying his price is pricey? Yes. Okay. All right. Miami against Washington. Pablo Lopez against Kyle McGowan, who was brought up from the minors. Can I? What about taking a shot on this guy because the Marlins just stink? They've won six in a row. <laughs> uh, I actually I like Pablo Lopez. Uh, it's he's an underdog on the road. That's the one thing. But uh, the Nationals are just really in a rut right now. Now they still have some good bats. You know, Rendon's been hitting. He's on fire. Soto's coming on. They got Turner back. But uh, Pablo Lopez, Lopez is seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, I would consider him, man. He's pitched better than the numbers have shown. He obviously had that terrible outing against the Mets where I think he gave up 10 runs and then he bounced back the next time against the Mets and pitched well. But uh, he's a good pitcher. I think if you're looking to save money tonight, I think he's one of the guys that you can look at. Because I, right. I know you don't like paying up for pitchers. I don't. And a, lot of people, I don't. and a lot of people feel that way now. And I can understand. I mean, we're seeing a lot of these high-end pitchers not produce or you know not get a win. We saw DeGrom Scherzer the other day battle. Neither got a win. Uh, we saw Garrett Cole get smoked the other night. We've seen Trevor Bauer not pitch well. So I understand it. And we're getting a lot of these guys on the lower end. I mean, if you lo- use Lucas Giolito last night against Houston, I mean, look look, look how well you did there. Yeah, for sure. All right, the Padres against the Blue Jays. Joey Lucchese against Trent Thornton. Um, San Diego slight favorite. I like Lucchese, but I don't love him tonight. I like him. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the matchup here. It's Toronto. They haven't been great. I mean, you're fearful of Vlad, obviously. He's really started to hit. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, he's seven on FanDuel. Wow, Lucchese? Jeez. Uh, but he's 8,900 on DraftKings, which is a little yeah. hard for me. And Thor- I like him on FanDuel. Thornton's $100 more than Lucchese on FanDuel. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and he's set, Thornton's 76 on DK. All right, let's see. Detroit at the Mets. Gregory Soto, oh man, is he bad against Noah Syndergaard? Do I just want to? Now, here's my problem. You, I would tell you to stack Mets. I would, but the over under yeah. is only seven and a half. Have you so seen Vegas the Mets? is saying yes. Yeah, have you seen the Mets lineup with all the injuries that they have right now? I, I don't think <laughs> hard you to want stack, to stack that. the Mets, man. So would I? Would I play JD and Alonzo and Frazier? Maybe. Don't play Frazier, man. All right. How about JD as a one-off? Or Alonso, yeah. I mean, Alonso's expensive. They hit lefties, though. Those, uh, yeah, he's going against the lefty. Yeah, I think you could look at Alonso. How about Rosario, Davis, Alonso, Ramos? Yeah, that's okay. I think you could do that. All right. Adam approved that one. All right, Tampa against Cleveland. This is a good matchup, dude. Blake Snell against Shane Bieber. Yeah, look, Snell, you have to consider him, and maybe you look at him in cash games. He is expensive, but, uh, you know, Cleveland's a lineup that you're just still not fearful of, even with some of the pieces they have back. And, uh, but Bieber was know, so good last time out. Didn't he have, like, 15 strikeouts? Against the White Sox. 
So let me ask you this. Would you stack Rays tonight thinking that a lot of people will stay away from Bieber? Maybe it's a contrarian stack to go like Meadows, Fam, Choi, Low, boom, 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 boom. It's definitely a contrarian stack. I don't think people are going to pick on Bieber after you know a 15-strikeout game. And the one thing that he, that he has been prone to home runs a little bit because he is in the strike zone a lot. I think the start before the 15Ks, he allowed four home runs to the White Sox. So it's saying. definitely contrarian. I like the race. Put me down for a race stack here, Ronis. Okay. White Sox against the Twinkies. Ronaldo Lopez against Jose Berrios. Minus 200. Nine is the total. I always like Berrios at home. Yeah, he seems to pitch way better at home. Lopez, I do not like against good teams, and the Twins are absolutely raking right now. I think they had, what, eight home runs yesterday? So uh, they are just rolling right now. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's of course you like the Twins stack. All right, Phillies are going up against the Brewers. Jared Eikhoff against Chase Anderson. Here's my problem with these guys, and this is a nine over-under. These two pitchers can be very bad. But on occasion, they can be very good. I get I get nervous with guys like that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to pitch either guy in DFS. I just don't because uh, both could easily get hammered. But then would I go? I don't know if I'm going to go with the Philly stack or the Brewer stack because these guys can be good too, and I don't I don't want to get stuck there with like three runs. Yeah, I think you can maybe use either a one off or, or two guys if there's anyone you like in this game on the offensive side. All right, Boston goes to Houston. Chris Sale, Wade Miley, the Red Sox are favored. I mean, we all like Chris Sale, but against the Astros, uh, that might be a no-go. Yeah, look, they were shut down last night uh, by Giolito, but the problem is they can go off at any time. Uh, and they got some good right-handed bats, so uh, I-, I would not want to use Sale tonight, especially since we talked about not paying up. Uh, you don't want to pay up for a pitcher against the Astros. Would you use a Red Sox against Wade Miley? Yes. Miley's very hittable. He's been fortunate. The ERA has been very good so far, uh, but he is certainly uh, hittable. All right, Atlanta plays St. Louis. It feels, it feels like these guys have gone up against each other like seven times. Mike fulton against Miles Mikolas. It's a 10 over under. Maybe a card stack here because fulton has been terrible at him. But then again, Mikolas hasn't been that good, so it could be a brave stack. Yeah, I kind of like the Cardinals stack here because Fulty has been bad. He's allowed a lot of home runs. His velocity's down. Even his last start, which was good, he only struck out three in six innings. He's just not the same pitcher. I wonder if he's trying to fight through the injury and try and pitch through it. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals are a very good stack tonight. All right, the Yankees against the Royals. This game is in danger of being rained out. There's a 60% chance of rain. The Yankees there. Chad Green is the opener. Jake Junis. I mean, of course, I'm stacking the Yankees if that game's going to go. For sure. Uh, Junis is prone to home runs. The Yankees are on fire right now. Of course, they're expensive, but they just seem... I mean, the park shift, though, uh, You know, they were in Camden Yards, so... Not as great a park, but these guys are just hitting right now. And then you get into the Royals' bullpen. So, yeah, Yankees definitely in play. Baltimore at Coors Field. John Ways and Means against Jeff Hoffman. It's a 12. (laughs) 12. That's a lot of runs, dude. But John Means has been very good this year. He has been lights out, if you will. Five out of their 15 wins belong to John Means. Do you like him in Coors? No, man, it's Coors Field. You really want to put him in Coors? (laughs) Good luck. No, Good but luck. 
Now, let me ask you this. Jeff Hoffman is a train wreck and a half. Do you go with like a Mancini, Nunez, Dwight Smith stack? They're gonna, aren't they even so? Aren't their prices going to be expensive? Even in, yeah, they're, they're, they're in cores, criminal. they have to yeah, adjust it, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you really want to? I don't know. I, no, because I think people might actually do that. I mean, Dwight Smith Jr. Jonathan VR is 4,800. 4, Dwight Smith Jr. is 4,900. Yeah, that's, that's on DraftKings 3,900 on Fandle. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. All right. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Texas against the, uh, the uh, Angels. Drew not so smiley against Griffin Canning. What about a good little Griffin Canning here? Do we like him? Yeah, he's been pretty good lately. He's at home. They're favored. You know, Rangers still have some scary bats, but it's not in Texas at least. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's terrible. I mean, I don't like Drew Smiley, so you'd think if Candy can just go five innings, he should get the win. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's going to be popular tonight either. I'll tell you a stack that I'm starting to like more and more as I'm looking at it. Seattle against Oakland. Wade LeBlanc against Daniel Mengden. Dude, the A stack. Semyon, Chapman, Piscotti, Cannot, Pinder against LeBlanc? Sign me up. Yeah, I think you can do that for sure. I think... Uh... A lot of A's in play tonight, for sure. I mean, my only fear is that LeBlanc lasts two innings and he lets up like six runs, and the guys that I played didn't get the six runs, and then they win like seven to two. Uh, they, they're struggling on the pen, too, so it still might work out, even if he doesn't go deep into this game, that they still may be able to put up those runs. All right, here's a guy you hate, Ronas. Robbie Ray against Drew Pomerantz. Arizona against the Giants. Arizona favored... Can I start Robbie Ray tonight? He looks to be like my my favorite guy, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's in San Francisco. It's a bad offense, so we always like to pick on San Francisco. It usually works out. Uh, he's 10,900 on DK, 8,700 on FanDuel. Oh, that's, so a, that's a gift on FanDuel. Yeah, look, I, I still think there's a chance he only goes five, six innings because that's just the way he is. He throws a tons of pitches, but look. It makes sense. It's the Giants, and you hope that he's able to be more economical in his pitch account, allowing him to go six potential seven innings, and you know maybe he gets uh, double-digit strikeouts. So that's the one thing with him is you know you're going to get strikeouts from him. You just don't know if it's going to be five innings, six, seven. Uh, he just seems to always, even when he's cruising, like he just seems to run into that one inning where he throws 30 pitches every game. All right, let's take a look at DraftKings because I think it's harder than FanDuel. I really do. Who oh, are is, two pitchers sure. tonight? Who are two pitchers? Pablo? Uh, Mangden? Mangden's not crazy because the Mariners are really struggling right now, man. They've been terrible. They're striking out a ton. They're not, they're not hitting at all. They've lost uh, six of their last seven. I think uh, I like the Mangden idea because I think I'm going to get the win out of him. And he does have a point stash. Yeah, of course. I mean, you should get bonus points for that, right? Is that in the DK scoring system? Yeah. Did you see that? Point stash okay. plus two. All right. So let's go with Mengden as one guy. Who's our other guy? You don't want to pay up, right? I will. I'll do whatever you want. I'm uh, here for you. Uh, let's see. Noah Syndergaard at 10, at 10. I mean, you're getting a, you're getting a discount from him. From Snell, Sale, Ray, Bieber, Barry. Yes. He should dominate tonight. If he doesn't, I'm just going to, you know. Shoot, shoot yourself. 
So I, I don't want to say it that way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> injure myself with a blunt instrument. The, pro, the risk with him is do the Mets score runs for him? And I know they're going against Soto, but man, this Mets lineup is depressing. I looked at their five through nine yesterday. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is really what the Mets are throwing out here. So who so do you want as a second pitcher then? I'm thinking Syndergaard, unless you think of a better guy. No, I, I'm fine with Syndergaard. I mean, I'm definitely not going to go against them. I mean, everything lines up well. Detroit is struggling. They don't have the DH. Not that they doesn't matter for them. Miggy's hitting no home runs. He's got one. Um, and Thor's been way better than those numbers indicate. You know, he's getting the strikeouts. Uh, he shouldn't need to... He shouldn't need too much run support. He's been pitching at least six innings in four straight starts now. So... All right, and so let's Detroit's go Mangden. Let's go. Good let, let's go Syndergaard and Mangden. Give if you're going to pay up, I think it's Syndergaard or Barrios. I think. All right, let's go Syndergaard. Okay. Give me a stack. Cores, Do you want to go with the cheap Rockies. A stack? Nah. Yeah. A's, yeah. A's, yeah, because the Rockies are just going to be too expensive. Right? All right, so give me the cheap A stack. Fegley, Canha. He should be in there. Yeah, I would think Chris Davis is out. Tinder. Uh, oh, because they're going against the lefty, right? Yeah, so I can get the I can get a Fegley Canha Pinter stack in there, on the cheap. Chapman. All right, he ain't cheap, but okay. I know, but he's I think he's forty three on DK, isn't he? That's not terrible. You're right. That, no, it's good. It's good. Scotty's thirty seven hundred. All right, so let's. All right, so we're going all in. Look no, at no, that no, stack. No, you kill five guys. No, no, five, five is good. Okay. Yeah, five is good. So I'm Fegley, Canna, Pinder, Chapman, Piscotti, and I have 12000 for a shortstop and two outfielders. Okay. Shortstop, two outfielders. Like Swanson? Uh, who do they face? Nicholas. That stinks. You could go, if you want to get a Yankee, Frazier, who's been hot. He's 42. In the outfield? Yeah. You said shortstop you need? Yeah. All right, so Clint Frazier. You don't like Swanson against Miklos? You like Freddie Galvis against Lucchese? Freddie Galvis hits lefties. Rosario. How about Ahmed Rosario, baby? Lead off. Could do that. All right, so now we've got 4,000 for an outfielder. You already have Puscati in, right? Yeah. So what are we looking at in that range? Like, who are the options? You, your choices. Kiermaier, Marte, Adam Eaton, Marisnik, Santana. You said Gattel Marte? Or, no. Or Starling? Sterling, Starling. It was against Walker Bueller. Talkman, Markakis, Culberson, Jay Bruce. Could he get a home run? If he's in, uh, he's been cold. I don't know if he'll be in the starting lineup either. Mazzara? Mm. It's not beautiful. Yeah, I know. <sighs> you could go Carlos Gomez at 35 if you want, but, I mean, it is a nice, it's a decent pump play. All right, so, well, you don't have to spend all the money. So, our, we have then, it's a uh, Mengden, Syndergaard, Fegley, Canha, Pinder, Chapman, Piscotti, Rosario, Gomez, and let's say let's get rid of Frazier. Let's we've got forty seven hundred now. We're rich. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Garcia, Merrifield, Buxton, Soto, Gardner, Kepler, Kane, Hanniger, Chu, Franhill, Reyes against. What do you like, Franhill? Reyes is in play. Kepler is if he's in the lineup. He got hurt yesterday. He's he batting first. In the ninth inning. Batting first. Oh, he's in the lineup. Thank goodness, because I would have been mad in a thirteen run game in the ninth inning. You get you crash into the wall. 
and you're out. So, so you like you want Kepler? Yeah, man, against Ronaldo Lopez, bro. <sighs> All right, so our team now is Mengden, Syndergaard, Fegley, Kanha, Pinder, Chapman, Piscotti, Rosario, Gomez, Kepler. Okay. You like it? Uh, wait, which Rosario? Ahmed. Okay. He's bringing about leadoff against Soto, right? He should, yeah. I mean, with the way that they have their uh, team now. That's not a disgusting lineup. That it's might be not. better than what we did the other day. The other day was... <laughs> Yeah, we didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, we we made it. We didn't even like it. This one, I this one, I don't hate, Ronus. Yeah, because the A's, you're getting some, uh, you know, the lower Good bargains. Yeah, yeah the lower yeah. part of the A's against Wade LeBlanc, who's terrible, man. The only thing I might do differently is I might do Franel Reyes instead of Kepler. Yeah, and I'm fine with that too. Yeah, uh, Reyes in Toronto against Thornton, and he's just got such elite power, man. Right. I, I mean, you could get two home runs there, and you'd be like, yes, I'm your rich friend. Yeah, and he'll be lower owned, I think, than Kepler. I think, obviously, the Twins are going to be very popular. Very true. All right, my man, I wish you a happy Memorial Day, okay? You too, man. Enjoy the holiday weekend. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. We are back on Tuesday, but Adam is back for another hour. So you got to keep it right here. We're full-time fantasy, and we'll be back right after this.